Well, we got some great things to learn today, and we're starting off with Nutrition 101, so let's dive in. Hello everybody, my name is Rob, this is Everyday Heroes, uh, the series that covers all things informational, educational, but still very fun. And today we're going to have nutrition class again, and we're going to focus on foods for your health. Um, I know, again, not everybody's favorite, but, you know, I took, um, oops, sorry guys, I took nutrition in class um, because I had to. But actually, looking back, um, it's a fairly interesting subject matter, to be honest with you guys. So, get those notebooks out. Let's chat about topic one, which is a brief history of the mushroom. Now, I will tell you for one. I was like, hey, let's have show and tell and bring some in. I'm actually not one to eat mushrooms raw. However, uh, in an omelet or something like that, I am definitely... Um, <laughs> Excuse me. Definitely okay eating them cooked, but there is a cultural uh, connection to the mushroom, and some of it's a little odd, but let's talk about what we know. So, mushrooms can grow almost everywhere. It can be anywhere from meadows to forests, or, you know, if you're not careful, it could grow in dirty areas as well. Not all specimens are edible, but many of them can be. And of course, supermarkets and restaurants know which ones are safe and which ones are not. So section one, write this down, guys. We're going to talk about the food of the gods. We're going to connect what mushrooms meant to ancient cultures. Now, because mushrooms tended to have a crazy effect on you if you ate the wrong one, many a uh, ancient culture believed that they were some sort of magical food. For Egyptians, they called them the food of the gods. They actually believed that eating them would help them live longer and even make you immortal. Um, for the Greeks, they drank what's called ergot mushrooms during certain ceremonies and reported seeing visions and ghostly apparitions. So, between the two, you have Egyptians that believe that they live and have you live longer, and it's quite possible. Mushrooms are a very healthy vegetable, generally, um, but they also believed it would make you immortal. Now, the Greeks drank a drink made from mushrooms and saw apparitions. Now, this is also a big thing with um, their connection to the gods, so not surprising that um, <laughs> excuse me, that they saw things because they probably ate the wrong mushrooms. The Maya and the Aztecs also consumed mushrooms that would give you a hallucinogenic effect. Um, and um, Montezuma II was said to eat copious amounts at his coronation. Um, the Spanish missionary Bernardo de Sahugan observed a gathering of indigenous people and noticed that they ate the mushrooms with honey. When the mushrooms started having an effect, there was dancing and weeping, and some saw visions as well. Excuse me. While Sahugan meticulously recorded local customs, 
Customs, his documentation of Aztec life was listed by UNESCO as a world documentary heritage in 2015. Other missionaries saw the mushroom cult as a threat to Christian salvation. They thought the devil was actually speaking through the mushrooms and the rituals were forbidden. Anyone who was seen eating them or using them was punished severely. Now, that's what you get from the ancient peoples. Moving into the Middle Ages, Europe distrusted mushrooms and fungi as well. They were associated with witchcraft and evil, which is also reflected in the names which were given, such as Devil's Fingers, Witch's Butter, or Satan's Ballet. Natural occurring arcs of mushrooms, known as fairy rings, were thought as hazardous areas because they were thought that they were put there by, <laughs> excuse me, by witches. Um, we have tales of the Vikings turning into berserkers is what they were called, where if you ate the mushrooms, you would make them so crazy and fierce that it actually would allow you to go into battle, um, <laughs> excuse me, and not be beaten by your opponent. Now today, the mushroom culturally is still, um, excuse me guys, sorry, it's still thought of as, you know, gotten some craziness there. But we know now that the mushroom is itself actually very healthy. So talking about the mushroom as a food now, because you know, I thought I'd have some fun and give you a little bit of crazy culture. Um, so mushrooms are considered as ingredient gourmet cuisine across the globe, especially for their unique flavor and have been valued by humankind as a culinary wonder. More than 2,000 species exist, and around 25 are actually accepted as food, and only a few of them are actually commercially cultivated. Mushrooms are considered as a delicacy with high nutritional and functional value, and they're also accepted as a nutritional food. They are considered uh, considerable interest because of their organoleptic merit, medicinal properties, and economic significance. However, there is not an easy distinction between edible and medical mushrooms because many of the common edibles have therapeutic properties and several are used for medical purposes. So that's the reason why I kind of brought up the cultural thing, because even now, most of the mushrooms are under the same uh, family and category, meaning that while there are the mushrooms you use in food, some of those species can cause a soothing effect. Um, which is where you get some of the hallucinations and stuff from culture. Yes, it's a very strange history of mushrooms being connected to witchcraft for sure. Oops, where'd it go? Um, that being said though, mushrooms are very highly liked by doctors because of their nutritional value. They have an important, uh, important content of essential amino acids and fiber uh, poor fat, but with excellent, important fatty acids. Uh, they contain vitamins like B1, B2, B12, C, D, and E. And they are definitely, so that's where they're a great source of uh, healthy, uh, for a healthy diet. Um, so not going to have you memorize all that stuff, but if you want the actual breakdown, you're going to want to check out this website from ncbi.nlm.nh.gov.
I know, right? We actually, we've done the NIH, Natural Institute of Health, um, before. So crazy story, right? Crazy amount of info to remember. But as I said, don't worry, we're not going to have you memorize all of that. Now, what we might have you go over to memorize down is some of the top 10 foods for health. And this brings us to question number two. What foods are legitimately counted as healthy? So there are many foods out there like fruits, like vegetables, like um, grains and all that, which have healthy properties. However, if you have a certain condition or if you are limiting your intake of things like sugar or fats or carbs, a lot of the stuff naturally has that stuff in it. So UCSF, which is University of California, San Francisco, has a hospital up there and their hospital wrote a blog about 10 foods that they say are actually legitimately good for you. So we'll go from 10 to one. Number 10 on the list is organic yogurt. Uh, men and women between 19 and 50 of it, uh, years of age need 1000 milligrams of calcium a day and 1200 milligrams um, if 50 or older. Eating calcium-rich foods such as non-fat or low-fat dairy products three to four times a day will help you do so. Now, this is one that I, for one, cannot eat due to <laughs> excuse me, I was going to sneeze again. Due to my lactose intolerance, I cannot eat pure yogurt. However, I can eat or drink things like lactate, which is my milk of choice for cereal or oatmeal and stuff like that. If you're lucky enough to be able to eat pure yogurt, great. Eating yogurt or eating calcium-rich foods three, four times a day is what you need. You know, 1,000 milligrams of calcium. Of course, there are supplements and all that stuff too. But anything that is rich in calcium counts. So if you're like me and you can't eat regular milk, lactate and lactate-related products, they even have ice cream, is what you can do. Excuse me. Number nine, flaxseed, nuts, and other seeds. One to two tablespoons of that to your day is important, which is about a fourth of a cup, uh, is what they recommend to eat. Now, again, you got to be careful. Nuts that people like, such as peanuts, cashews, and pistachios, while good, while high in nutrients, are also very salty and also have a lot of fat. So you want to get the nuts that are not necessarily everybody's favorite, but are healthier. Flaxseed is actually one of the most popular ones today. Places like Whole Foods, places like, um, what do you call it? There's that other one. Um, uh, Farmer's Market something, I think. They sell a lot of it. Um, you can use it in your recipes. You can use it as a snack, I believe. Um, you can do things like unsalted sunflower seeds out of the shell. So there are plenty of different nuts and seeds you can use but again, the ones that we usually enjoy are not, thank you, Trader Joe's. That's what I was thinking. There's a place called Farmer's Market something, but Trader Joe's also does the healthy food as well. Thank you, honey. Number eight, soy. <clears throat> 25 grams of soy protein is recommended as a part of a low-fat diet. Things like tofu, soy milk, edamame soybeans, tempeh, and texturized vegetable protein. 
Now, what's funny is my wife isn't supposed to eat soy due to one of her, due, due to something she's had in the past. However, things like tofu are very popular. So again, depending on who you are and what you can eat, you got to make sure that this is something that's not going to cause a flare-up for something other condition you might have. Tofu is not the worst thing in the world. I've had it a few forms. You can actually flavor it. Um, you can use it in soups. You can use it as a meat substitute or an egg substitute. But again, it's a acquired taste. Edamame, however, I'm loving edamame. I'm a big sushi fan and a lot of sushi restaurants when you go in will serve edamame as a uh, appetizer with your meal. And all it is is just basically soybeans. You can pick them up at any supermarket around. So again, soy is great if you are not eating meat, if you're not eating uh, certain foods and you need that filler, it is great for low, lowering cholesterol and a low-fat diet. Number seven, winter squash. Butternut or acorn squash is richly pigmented dark orange, uh, or I'm sorry, or other rich, richly pigmented dark and orange green colored vegetables like sweet potatoes, cantaloupe, and mango. Not a fan of sweet potato. I have had squash. It's rather plain unless you season it, but I am a super fan of cantaloupe and mango, so I definitely am down for dark colored uh, fruits like that. Again, winter squash, super easy. Not a lot of preparation needed, but it's an acquired taste. Number six, berries. Ooh, I love a good berry. They recommend two to four servings a day. Adding berries like raspberries, blueberries, blackberries, strawberries. I like them all. Uh, specifically, I'm a fan of strawberries and blueberries. Had a couple raspberries before. Not the they're they're very tart, but they're good. Haven't had a lot of blackberries, but you know they're they're t they're tart to me as well as a raspberry. But I love a good berry, and honestly, it's great. But as my wife pointed out, a lot of fruits can contain sugar. So if you are using it as a dietary, you know, for your diet, that's great. But do the recommending servings, two to four servings. So it'll tell you on the box how much a serving is. Number five, fish. Yes, sushi. Sushi all the way. So, uh, fish has what's called good fat. It's a healthier fat that actually works with your body as opposed to beef um, or pork. They recommend a serving um, two to three servings of fish a week, and a serving consists of three to four ounces of cooked fish. I don't know what the comparison is to sushi, but there is a uh, comparison there as well. Some recommended fish, salmon, trout, herring, bluefish, sardines, and tuna. Love tuna, love salmon. I've had some bluefish before. Um, I don't remember what it was. Again, to me, cooked fish kind of all taste the same. It just tastes like whatever flavor you put on it. And remember, guys, when you're cooking, don't add so much of the heavy sauces. That adds more bad fat than you want. Add enough to give you flavor, but not enough to ruin the healthy of the fish, right? Number four, beans and lentils. Beans are a great filler if you want something to add to your meal to fill up but not be super fatty and rich. Um, they recommend a bean-based meal at least once a week. 
Um, you can add things to your soups, your stews, your casseroles, even your salads or your dip, or eat them plain. So you can pick what you like and cook as you would. Number three, whole grains. Eating whole grains at least two or three times daily is what they recommend. Look for whole wheat flour, whole rye, oatmeal, barley, amaranth, quinoa, or a multigrain. A good source of fiber has three to four grams of fiber in a serving, and a great source would have five or more. Now, I love oatmeal. Yes, I do get the one with the little flavor on it, so it's not the best as far as sugar goes, but it's a lot less sugar than you would have in, say, ice cream or fruit. But I love a good bowl of oatmeal because it fills you up. It's got your grains and your fiber, and it makes you feel good. They found that if you eat oatmeal for about a month, a little, you know, between 25 to 30 days, you can start feeling better to regulate. Now, again, just like any food, don't overeat it because that's going to cause discomfort. But if you eat what the box tells you to, it's going to help you feel good. Number two, dark green vegetables. Dark green, they recommend three to four times a week. This includes broccoli, peppers, Brussels sprouts, and leafy greens such as kale and spinach. I love spinach. I love, love, love spinach. I'm also a big fan of peppers. Uh, broccoli, take it or leave it, but again, I like that as well. Dark green vegetables have a more rich nutrients and um, health-related goodness in it versus others. And number one, water. Now they say drink eight to 12 cups of water daily. I don't know the basis on that yet, to be honest, guys, because a lot of times you just can't get that many in. However, you do want to stay hydrated. So make sure, you know, in the morning when you wake up, you drink some water. Throughout the day, you drink some water, maybe a little bit before bed. They actually say warm water at night will actually help you uh, uh, sleep as well. So a lot to take in. Now, usually I would go over and recap what we did, but there's a lot here. So what I recommend remembering for this one, guys, is check out the 10 top 10 foods for health. That's a very good one there. And then the ncbi.nlm.nih.gov about the health food uh, mushrooms. The other one up there, the dw.com, just kind of a fun little cultural uh, article for you to read. But again, keep in mind, common sense. If you're using this uh, to do it, make sure you're actually studying the stuff that you're doing. We will be back later with another um, Literature 101 with some more book stuff. So you're going to want to uh, come back for that. Until then, guys, thank you so much. If you haven't yet, please subscribe. YouTube and Twitch official Rob Glasser. Thank you for watching. Stay curious. Class dismissed till around 12.15. Bye, guys.